Welcome to the Jeep Seats Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, we're your host, uh, alongside Juice, as always. I'm the big man, and this is the Cheap Seats Podcast. Uh, Juice, what's going on, buddy? How you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Been a little bit of a long week this week at work and whatnot, but we're getting through. Cold beer's sure helping. Uh, we have to get into Thursday night football. It's technically Wednesday right now when we're recording, so hopefully we'll help this up before the Thursday night game. That's cool. Uh, yeah, we'll try to have that up hopefully by tomorrow. Um, do you got any shout-outs? Uh, not really as much as a shout-out, but uh, I just kind of wanted to take a shot at the uh, illegal hand-to-the-face guys and Big Bry taking a loss last week to me in the Vampire League. So that was really exciting. I was if I would have lost to one of those guys, I was I was really kind of nervous about losing to them on how they were gonna take that. But uh, yeah, yeah well, didn't have to worry about it. Now you got him this week. So well, yeah, I I played Big Bry this week, and um, I think you know he's gonna go down. We gotta we gotta go two and zero. Oh yeah, have to. Him. Pressure's yeah. on you now. I done yeah. did my part, so I'm not really worried about fatty. Uh, <laughs> so we gotta we gotta take down Big Bry. Absolutely. But, uh, What's I your shot? You got any? I actually got one. Uh, last uh, weekend, I was, was after work on a Saturday. I, I was hungry. I decided I wanted to get lunch. Um, so I found this food truck here in town. Oh yeah. It's uh, the drive-in burger and donuts. Uh, they're out of Olive Hill. They actually have a restaurant there, but this was the food truck. So I ordered just a basic burger and fries. Can't go wrong. And the burger was phenomenal. Hmm. Hands down, one of the best burgers I've ever had. Hey, I like a good burger. Yes, I, it was awesome. Uh, so what do you say we get into our headlines? Hey, let's do news time. It's going to be long this week. Uh, a lot of injuries. Yeah. I mean, if you keep up with sports at all, which I'm sure if you're listening to this show, you do. A lot of injuries. A lot of news time. So, Saquon Barkley, out rest of season with ACL. Christian McCaffrey, expected to miss four to six weeks. I think that's minimum, correct? That's minimum, four yeah, to six so weeks. Four to six minimum with an ankle injury. Vikings linebacker Anthony Barr has a torn pec. He's out for the rest of the season. That's going to hurt on uh, run defense, especially. Broncos quarterback Drew Locke suffers severe rotator cuff strain. Uh, Will miss a couple weeks minimum. Uh, Broncos wide receiver Cortland Sutton torn ACL. I call him for the rest of the season. out for the season. Bruce Arians says wide receiver Chris Godwin has passed concussion protocol. Good to go next game. So he's good to go this week which would be week three. And if, if you have him in fantasy, you should be starting well, yeah. him in all formats. Yeah, play him. Don't, don't, don't get cute with it. Uh, Devontae Freeman signs with the New York Giants to replace Saquon Barkley. I like that ad. I mean, it's going to take you a couple of weeks if you're looking at fantasy to see production. He's got to learn the offense. He's got to kind of get in shape. Uh, he's, he's also not. got to self-quarantine for a few days before he can start practice. Yeah, but that's one of them I just added. I, like, I just burned my number one waiver wire. Right. 
claim on him uh, once he is ready to go. Like that's going to be your workhorse up there. So uh, if he can stay healthy, correct. Yeah. Uh, Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas out rest of season. Uh, yeah, the 49ers, they they got slaughtered with injuries this last weekend. Jimmy G's out with high ankle sprain. Uh, mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman are expected to miss multiple games with knee injuries. Yeah, I mean, uh, play Joe McKinnon, definitely. Uh, I don't know. You want to get in a little bit later about whether you play that defense this week or not? Do you want to see them without Bosa and Thomas? And I want to see him before uh, before I think about starting them again. And I think uh, definitely, definitely if you got a good matchup or somewhere else, I think you kind of fade away from them until you see it. Right. Um, another injury, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he's out. He's... Uh, Got a, a lung puncture, actually, by the doctors. I'm not sure what his original injury was was before that. But the, the doctor, doctor didn't help. <laughs> the doctor did not help this time. So he's week to week. Um, and Sterling Shepard out. It, wait a minute. Uh, I want to go back to the whole Taylor Chargers thing. Herbert uh, came in and played last week, and he looked pretty darn good. He's your sixth overall pick. Do you keep him in? Is, is he the starter going forward? Like once Tyrod's back? Once Tyrod's healthy, did um I don't see how you go away from him. I know Anthony Lynn said that once Tyrod's back that he's the starter, but I don't know how you but go. But Herbert's the future. If yeah. he if he's doing good and you're winning with him, why not? Yeah, I mean the way he looked when he came in against Kansas City, like if he looks anywhere near that, I don't know how you go away from him, even if Tyrod does come back. And I hate that for Tyrod because that's twice now. That's like that, twice, he yeah. Went down in Baker. He's a great professional, but he's just not a starting quarterback anymore. No, I don't know if he is. Like, it's – I don't – like I said, I don't know how you go away from Herbert, like if he looks anything like he did against Kansas City. Right. Uh, so let's touch on the last – few of these guys who've been injured um Malik Hooker and Paris Campbell uh both of them are pretty much out for the yeah, same uh, season Campbell might come back but it's likely the season Hooker's got ACL um Campbell out with MCL um Rashard Perriman week to week with uh ankle sprain Bruce Irvin defensive end for the Seahawks uh he's out with ACL um Eight players with season-ending injuries from last weekend. What do you think about that? Uh, I think I don't. Most of these are ACLs, so I don't know how you blame COVID really for this. Do, do you attribute to that not having a preseason or much of a workout or OTAs? I don't know. Maybe I mean. No, I, I did. I, I did like hear if it, was, if it was like soft tissue, maybe because. Maybe you're not right, really hamstring. into it, but I mean, it being ACLs, so I really think it's kind of a fluke or or a freak thing. Like, I did hear that uh, the stadium, the the turf at uh, MetLife is awful, and that the players it, from both uh, sides, uh, obviously uh, Saquon and the 49ers players, uh, they were complaining about the field, and obviously. Uh, well, if it's a field issue, that, you can't have that. Just in, in that, NFL, just like, in that game, you had three guys with season-ending injuries. You can't have that in the NFL. That's like a high school thing. Like you, and, you 
at that level, you can't have field issues. And this is supposed to be a new turf. Uh, I don't know what kind of turf, if it's grass turf or it's, uh, if it's what it, you know, I'm uh, not sure. But if that's the case, uh, they'll they be scrapping that real quick. Yeah, like. they definitely need to get rid of it. All right. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, a lot of injuries. Uh, is there any uh, guys you're concerned with? Um like CMC, for instance, fantasy-wise, would do you think uh, would you want to trade him? You want to bail on him, or what? What kind of trade value would you would you want for him? Well, here's my thing. It really depends on your league. Um, I've really done a lot of research on this and been kind of watching social media to see what the trade offers are. And I've seen a lot of them that I like. Like, I've seen one on the Fantasy Life app, which I thought was astronomical, that somebody had been offered Nick Chubb and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster for Christian McCaffrey. If you get something like that, you got to take it. it. Yeah. I don't know. I might have took, took that before Christian went down. Like, you're talking, uh, about, a, you're talking about a top 10 running back minimum. And a top 15 wide receiver. And a top 15 wide receiver. Like, I mean, I would have really thought about it at least. I would have thought it would, it would have been injury. hard for me to turn it down, but I still think with a healthy McCaffrey, I, I think I'm turning down. Yeah, just maybe, about but with anybody. one, but you don't know whether he's coming. I mean, you're talking four to six minimum. Like, so let's say on the bright side, you're talking about five weeks. I think a lot of it would depend on the roster you have with him. If if he's your only guy, then yeah, you have to trade him. Yeah. If, if if you have a solid team that you think you could win without him, then you you have got to keep him. But I think the other thing, and kind of, and I mean, I even tried to play this card a couple of times in a couple of my leagues. Like, if you're, you need to watch who you're trading him to. Because right. if this guy's got, you know, if the guy that you're trading, you're talking like if he's got Zeke, if he's got, um, well, I guess not Barkley anymore, if he's got Zeke and or Kamara or yeah. somebody else, and you know he's got Mahomes if, or Lamar, right? Or, if he has a, a a top quarterback, a top receiver, and a top running back, and, and then you, you trade get another him top CMC. running back with like CMC, you're loaded. Yeah, you're loading him up. Like, once he comes back, that guy's unbeatable. And if he can hang around uh, in the standings and and Christian comes back, you're talking about somebody that's uh, that's going to run the table on you. Like, you don't really want to take yourself out of winning your league because you panicked as soon as Christian McCaffrey got hurt. Right, And right. you're taking the rest of your teammate, or you're taking the rest of your, or the rest of your league mates out of, contention right, for winning it right, too that's and that's true. something you kind of need to watch as well just kind of like the respect for your league and the respect for fantasy in general you don't ever want to really load somebody up like that to where yeah, they're unbeatable uh, yeah i hate when and i i know it happened in the fantasy gurus league last year we had a player uh who wasn't doing very good towards the tail end and decided to drop most of his players. Yeah, I hate and that. everybody had a, a free for all. I wasn't going to pick up anybody, but everybody else was. So 
So you I got said, to. You have to. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that when it happened. So, like, I, mean, I hated when it happened, but, you know, shit happens. Uh, that person's no longer in our league anymore. Um, so we're beyond that. We, well, we're well and that's but another thing that sucks. we're kind of talking about. Like, have respect for the rest of your league mates. Like, even if you're not doing well. Right. Like, that's the one thing I hate is playing somebody that's has got three guys in his lineup that are on bye week because he lost the first four weeks and gave up right. and quit checking it. Like, I know if, if, if the league was – the league was free, so it really didn't bother me that much. But if it would have been a money league, that's money people. Wow, that's, yeah, that's money out of people's pockets. Yeah, no, but I mean, even even in free <clears throat> leagues like the Guru League that you're referring to, like it's the a lot of guys in that league, league take that league seriously and want to oh, win that league. Yeah, definitely, like, and I, it's not just I know me I and do. you, right? Right, I know. Like, I there's do. there's more in that league that do that, and and there's in more free leagues than not there's there's people in that league that you're talking about bragging rights you're talking about just wanting to do it you right. only get one shot a year to win your fantasy yeah. league like don't take people that have a chance to do it out of it because you're not winning like just have respect for your league mates i guess is kind of my point yeah like, i i i get what you're going I totally get where you're coming from on that one. Then the last headline I just wanted to mention is uh, Billy Donovan is the new head coach of the yeah, Chicago Bulls. I I love that move. I mean, the Bulls, that's probably the uh, best move that they've done since, uh, I don't, I don't want to say Michael Jordan, <laughs> but uh, it's been a long time. It's probably time, the best move they made since drafting Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. That's what I was going to say, Derrick Rose. Yeah, um, I love Billy Donovan. That's a, a very young team with the Bulls. Um, I think he's the right fit for him. Uh, so let's get into uh, listed. This week, uh, the SEC is uh, starting back their schedule. The Big Ten um, announced that they were coming back last week. Right, the Big Ten will be back October 24. Uh, go Buckeyes. Uh, so in light of that, we decided that we're going to list uh, some of our top favorite NCAA football teams of all time. And this is our favorite teams. It's not the greatest teams of all time, in our opinion. Just Don't our favorites. Me. I mean, I guess you can at me if you want to. Like, I like talking. I like arguing. That's the Cheap Seats Pod 1 on Twitter. I guess you can at me if you want to, but I'm going to reiterate that it's our favorites, not our yeah, greatest. We, we'll do the all-time greatest um, at another episode. So, uh, Let's get on with it. Um, well, we technically have uh, the same honorable mention, so we'll start at the bottom and work our way to number right. one. You want to go back and forth, or you want to... Yeah, that, that's fine. Let's just go back and forth with it. You All can right. do the honorable All mention. Right. So, so the honorable mention out. is the 2005 Texas Longhorns. Um, there's 23 NFL players on this roster, and all I really have to say is Vince Young. And that Rose Bowl, probably the greatest game ever played, in my opinion. And Vince Young was the star of it. I don't know how you have a list that doesn't oh, include and, this team. And and that that team, how many uh, players made the NFL? Twenty three. Twenty three players. That that's that's crazy. That's yeah. like a, a whole NFL team. Well, I mean, the craziest thing is there's uh, I have two more coming up that have more. Wow. Yeah. That's 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 pretty good. Um. So. My first one, 
that I want to get to, I kind of hold it kind of near and dear because it's when I uh, first started to watch college football outside of Ohio State. I always watched Ohio State and Ohio State only. So, so this I was, is the first time you kind of paid attention to the national Right, scene. on a national level. I was about 14 years old. It was uh, 1995, Nebraska. They were 12-0. and 0. Uh they beat Florida in the Fiesta Bowl, 62-24, to 24, um, to win the national championship. They won every game by 23 points or more, except for one against Notre Dame. Um, a fabulous team. Fabulous coach, fabulous team. And I'll kind of mention it. You're old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. 1995, I was two years old. I'll let you in on a little secret. I was born in 93. The big man's just... I mean, I don't know. You're not incredibly older than me, but... Old enough to... Yeah, you're old enough to remember... Remember some, the 80s yeah, you're and old, 90s. You're old enough to remember stuff that I don't. So kind of my, my list is a little more... Um, Up recent. to date. Yeah, I guess. Uh, my first one is the 2011 Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, yeah, I mean... That's a pretty loaded team. Yeah, you're talking about probably one of the greatest um, college defensive teams that you've ever seen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you're talking about 26 NFL players were on that roster. Wow. Yeah, I just mentioned 23, 23 for the, the Longhorns. 26, wow. Yeah, so there was 26 NFL players on this roster. Eddie Lacy and Trent Richardson were in the backfield. You can say yeah. whatever you want about their NFL careers. Fuck Richardson. I mean, they were loaded at running back with those two, um, and they were both phenomenal college running backs. You're talking about uh, C.J. Mosley and, and Courtney Upshaw running that linebacker crew. Oh, yeah. Both of those have been extremely successful at both levels. Like, think about the secondary they had. I mean, C.J. Mosley right now, you're talking about uh, one of the somebody, top, yeah, one linebackers, of the top linebackers, linebackers in the league. In the lead. So, and I think at that point, if I remember correctly, Courtney Upshaw was kind of the the Mike linebacker, yeah. if you want to call it that, the kind of the leader. And Upshaw of had a... Solid career in the NFL. Nothing flashy, but uh, not the level of Mosley, but he's been okay. Yeah, but to have both of those teams right. on an amateur, or both of those guys on an amateur roster, right. quote unquote yeah. amateur roster. Yeah. I mean, you're <laughs> 26 NFL players. Like, they, uh, they, they were dangerous. Like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Alabama, but I can't deny how good they've been. Um, I mean, that was kind of one of my things. Like, that was coming right off of when the spread really hit big. Right. And, and I, I can remember 2011 is the year I graduated high school. So you're talking about... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you're old, I told you. Yeah. Uh, but, Shut up. Uh, you're, uh, so you're talking about, like, um, kind of my senior year of watching this team, and I can remember all the quote-unquote experts talking about how, yeah, Alabama's great in the SEC where it's all power and defense and whatnot, but they won't be able to keep up with the speed of the spread and the tempo of the spread and this and that, and they got into that national championship right. game and just stomped. I mean, that defense was just so dominant, yes. and that speed on that defense was underrated, and it, it was just like, yep, it just means more down here, people. Uh, like, no doubt about Nick Saban knows how to recruit, and he oh definitely can coach up uh, defense. Oh um, so let me go on, Junior, to uh, – <laughs> uh, 
where you have uh, the Florida Gators. I'm not a big Florida Gators fan, but I love the old ball coach, Steve Spurrier. Um, they had one loss and it was early in the season it was against Florida State, uh, a 24-21 loss. Uh, they were 12-1 that year. They uh, beat Peyton Manning. Uh, they uh, went on to uh, play in a national championship against Florida State, and they crushed Florida State by uh, 32 points, 52-20. to 20. So, um, Again, that was another year that I was just getting into the national scene of watching college football, and I remember, and I just kind of, I kind of hooked into uh, Steve Spurrier, the old ball coach. I just kind of like his mantra. I mean, he I mean, it's got was, some sentimental value. Yeah, right? just a little sentimental value. It wasn't nothing. Yeah, I mean, they had great players. Danny Warfel was their coach or their quarterback. Uh, he sucked in the NFL. I mean, they really didn't have a whole lot of NFL players. They had some, but nothing like the Alabamas. Yeah. Uh, so my next one is the 2007 West Virginia Mountaineers. Um, you're talking about Rich Rod and spreading the ball oh, out. Yeah, and, uh, and that was kind of when that was really kind of getting. Did they the have news. who was their quarterback? It was Pat White. Pat White. Yeah, Pat right. White, Steve Slayton. And, I remember them. And yeah. I didn't really know him at the time, but kind of like looking back on it now, you know who their kicker was? No. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. I did not he know played, that. He played kicker. He wasn't the punter. I love Everybody knows him. Right. Like, I knew he could kick field goals. I did know that. Yeah. But I knew he was a punter for the Colts. Yeah. Um, I, I did not know he was West Virginia, though. That's yeah. crazy. He was the West that. Virginia Mountaineers kicker for 07. And, and I mean, like... But you, you're talking about Pat White, Steve Slayton, the speed on that team, the spread it out, right. the hurry them up that Rich Rod was bringing. Like, that was just a fun team to watch. So, and the defense was solid. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a decent defense. Like, you're not talking about SEC caliber defense. No. There's not 20-some-odd NFL guys in here. But, I mean, you had the punter of the decade kicking field goals right, for you. Yeah. Uh, Pat White, he was kind of ahead of his time. Like, I kind of wonder, looking back on it now, like what Pat White – Do you think White, he would be – a quarterback in the league now, or do you think he? I know he made it to the league, but he was more of yeah, a, like I mean, a Braxton Miller gadget type yeah. player. Do you think he would have had an opportunity? I, I think he'd to have play a better, quarterback. I think he'd have a better chance now. I mean, you're looking at like you know Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray and um, Russell Wilson's got yeah, some mobility to him. Pat and, White didn't quite have the arm talent. No, he did. He didn't. He didn't have the arm talent, but I mean. I look at him more like as a, I mean, I, I loved him, but uh, J.T. Barrett. Barrett just didn't have the arm talent yeah, for the no. NFL. And I, don't, Smith, I still don't think Pat White would have succeeded at the NFL level. But, but he could have had the opportunity. He would have had a shot. He didn't really right. have a shot coming out of it now. Okay. But he, I think he's far more athletic than any of those quarterbacks I just mentioned. All I right. I mean, as far as pure speed. So, let's move on to uh, um my uh, next one, in which – I love this. I, I love me some Buckeyes. The uh, 2002 Ohio State Buckeyes, they were 14-0. and 0. They were national champs. Uh, they be a, a crazy good all-pro Miami University team, Miami, Florida, 31-24. Um, it was controversial. Um, Whatever. What's a good season without some controversy? But we won it. Um, 
no taking away from us. We had uh, one of the greatest freshman running backs to ever have played at Ohio State, Maurice Claret. Yeah. And the defense, A.J. Hawk, Bobby Carpenter, uh, <laughs> I love Pete uh We had Mike Doss. I mean, we just had guys. And our, our quarterback, he wasn't, like, the most talented. He was so smart, though. The guy majored in, like – some kind of molecular genetics. Um, Craig Krenzel, he he went on to the NFL. He played for the Bears for a couple seasons. Not a great career, but he was a game manager, and he was our guy. Right. And I love that. That's one of the greatest seasons I've seen. And really that with was, certain teams, like, I mean, I can go back to the 2011 Alabama Crimson Tide. I, I believe that was uh, A.J. McCarron. Yeah. That was their quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about, like, in college, you can get away with well, this kind of game at, manager and you right, doing you everything at, else great. Like, I'm not sure if it was A.J. McCarron or, or if it was um, oh, the cat that got drafted to the Jets uh, uh, just before McCarron. I'm pretty sure 2011 was McCarron. It might have been McCarron. Early, early, year, early years, McCarron. But, uh, okay, so let's hear uh, your, uh, my number two. Uh, number two. Uh, the 2004 Oklahoma Sooners. 2004 and Oklahoma. You, yeah. you, you just mentioned... You, you gotta be the, talking that because of AD. Yeah. And, there's, and, or you might know him as AP, Adrian yeah, Peterson. Yep, all, all day. day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're only talking about nine NFL players on this roster, which kind of surprised me when I actually looked up that stat. Like yeah, Oklahoma that, usually puts a lot of guys. They in the do. League. They're usually a national powerhouse. Bob Stoops really pushed together. Yeah, uh, so really only, good teams. Only having nine kind of surprised me a little bit, but really, yeah, it's Adrian Peterson. Like, but you know, maybe that's why they haven't had the success on the national scale with during the uh, BCS or uh, yeah. college football playoff. Maybe because they're. Not as good as what we think they are. Maybe they're just great in the Big Twelve, right? And, and they're non-conference games, right? That's a possibility. And but I mean, like I said, you're talking about all day. You're talking about Adrian Peterson. You're talking about in my lifetime. You're talking about in my lifetime. And your greatest running back I've ever back. seen, definitely, like, definitely. And just um, a freak athlete and running over people and and kind of oh my god, yeah. Uh, the nostalgia's coming back. Like it, I mean. That I loved him. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you my number one. Uh, you should remember this one pretty well. Uh, 2014-15 Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, they they did have one loss. They were 13-1. and one. That's my boy's team, man. Uh, that is your boy's team. Uh, Feed Zeke. Feed the Zeke. Uh, anyways, they lost Virginia Tech. Um, I think that was their first or second game of the season, um, 35 to 21. Um, so the 14 pot, thir- 14 point loss was a big loss. Um, and we still made the national championship. Uh, our best win that game or that year was against, uh, Bama. I mean, we, uh, beat them 42 to th- 35. Uh, we ran all over them. They were, yeah, that was one that really blew my mind. They were, I mean, I knew we could beat Oregon, uh, another game. I mean, they went on a, a a three or four game streak where they were just the hottest team. They uh 
beat Michigan. That was when uh, JT Barrett got hurt. We were down to our third string quarterback yeah. with the 12 gauge, Cardale Jones. Um, and w- we went on the Big Ten Championship, won 59 to nothing. Then on to Alabama in the first inaugural season of the college football playoffs, and then beat Marcus Mariota and Oregon for the national title. So yeah, I think that yeah. Alabama game was one of them that really kind of solidified Zeke to my, in my mind. Like I can remember when he was coming out in the draft, and people being like, "Oh my God, you're going to take a running back with the fourth overall pick." Right. And that, I was like, "Did you see that what he was did the Alabama? first time? That was the first time you've had a running back Kobe since alert. AP Kobe alert, guys." Um, yeah, that Ohio State team, they had a lot of college, I'm, I'm not sure how many, but they had a lot of college football yeah, players had, on that team. Um, well, that, I think you had the fourth and fifth overall pick there. Like, that was just a couple years ago. We had uh, Bosa go uh, in, in the top five and TJ Ward go. In the, no, that was Chase no. Young, was that not? No, Zeke went four. That's Dallas. right, and both did Bosa go I that think Bosa year? Went Bosa five. went, yeah, Bosa three. No, three. Bosa went three. You're right. We had two top fives that year. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, so that's a team and we that's just, loaded. And we just had a, another top three, two in the top three this last year with yeah. Young and Jeff Okuda. Yeah, that's right. I, Which I, I think both of those that. guys are going to be studs. I too. definitely think they're going to be studs. Chase Young for sure. I mean, Akuda kind of got burned up by Aaron Rodgers. I'm excited to see like, uh, the Browns play Washington this week, j- just so I can see Chase Young. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's move on. Let's we're at my so, number one. Yeah, right? your number one. Uh, my number one, as far as my favorite team of all time, is also my number one for the greatest team of all time. Spoiler alert: When we do that. Um, it's the 05 USC Trojans. Wow. This is the greatest team I've ever witnessed in my life. I don't care what happened in the national championship game against Vince Young. Yeah, Vince Young was the best player on the field that game. Yeah, no doubt. The this, rest of the team for USC was head and shoulders yeah, this, above. This team is else. loaded. You're talking about 29 NFL players wow. on that roster. Um, That's crazy. And, I mean, you're talking Leinert, who really didn't pan out as far as what he was expected in the NFL, but whatever. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's got all kinds of records. I mean, when you say Matt Leinert to college football fans, they know who the heck you're talking about. Right, right. Reggie Bush, Lindell White, Clay Matthews is on that team. And I wonder if they're going to give Reggie's Heisman back ever. I don't think the Heisman Committee will ever give it back to him, but I did find out. I think it's on an E60 or something. They're, welcome, they're welcoming him back. Yeah, USC is allowed to have him back now. And But um, really, something I didn't know until I watched this documentary, and I don't remember what it's called. But um, uh, when they took that Heisman from Reggie Bush, they called Vince Young because he was the runner-up that right. year. And they asked him if he wanted it. Right. And he said, no, that's Reggie's Heisman. Like, yeah. And no, anybody... Yeah, no matter what... You know, Reggie took money, whatever, his family took money. I'm not sure. I can't remember the story. It still doesn't matter. I think they were paying for his parents' apartment or something Right, something like like that. that. But uh, he's still done that shit on the field. Yeah, like, I mean, it's still his. It's like Pete Rose. You know, yeah, he bet on baseball, but 
he still got the hits he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. In my opinion. I, I we'll, agree with you. We'll get into that on another episode. Yeah, but, I agree uh, with that. So let's move on. Uh, we got to get moving. Uh, let's talk about, we'll get into our games of the week, but let's talk about our last week's picks for uh, the I, games of the week. We had some pretty good games last week. Yeah. We uh, actually, some really great games. Um, besides the, uh, ooh, pop a top again. Uh yeah, besides the Kansas City and Chargers game, uh, our probably at least two and three. Really good, definitely. Um, Atlanta Dallas game, Dallas won in a thriller. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how Atlanta lost this game, but Dallas won. Probably uh, really forty to thirty nine. And something to kind of shout out kickers who don't get a whole lot of love. I don't think like you, like we said there a minute ago. You're a little bit older than me. Have you ever seen? Somebody kicking onside kick like Zerline kicked it. He didn't even tee it up. Yeah. He laid it flat on the ground and kicked the side of it and kind of spun I've it. I've seen sideways. a couple of them do it like that, but yeah, he he's one of the few outliers that do that anymore. Um, most of them stand it up and they that's, go over top yeah, of it. Yeah, they uh, kick it and it kind of takes a few bounces and then yeah. kicks straight up in the air. Yeah. Like that's the way I generally see it. Right. Um. Yeah. That was a pretty high-scoring game. Um, the other game, my pick, was uh, New England at Seattle. Uh, that was a fun game, too. That was a very fun game. Um, very fun to watch. Uh, the Seahawks won 35-30. to uh, Russell Wilson had five touchdown passes, I think. Um, Cam Newton was phenomenal. Almost 400 yards passing. He had one touchdown passing, uh, but he also had, like, Close to 50 yards rushing and two rushing touchdowns. Boy, you want to talk about hotter than new love. Russell Wilson's hotter than new love, man. Oh, my like, goodness. He is lighting it up. He is. Right now, he's the best quarterback. He's playing the best right now this oh, season. Yeah, he's very – I mean, I know it's two weeks into it, and it's early to be predicting stuff like that, but right now he's the front runner for MVP. Oh, de- like he's, definitely. I mean, it's unbelievable the way he's playing. All right. So, uh, let's get into our game of the week for week three. Uh, you want to start? Yeah, let's see. Week three, uh, and I'm kind of starting a little trend here on on what I'm going for on my picks of the week, but I'm going to go with New Orleans at Green Bay. Uh, well, I don't remember. Is it at New Orleans or in Green um, Bay? I think it's at New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. it don't matter. It's going to be a shootout. I think it's That's what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm looking for the shootout. I'm looking for two quarterbacks going at it. Um, uh, Breeze looked... Uh, a little, should I say, a little his age. A little old. <laughs> a little old last week against the Raiders. Yeah, um, I think he might be having a little bit of, I don't, I don't know, I want to see more of it, but he might be having a little bit of trouble pushing the ball a little bit. But, I mean, that's Sean Payton and Breeze will figure it out. Yeah. and They'll it, figure out when it's still early on, on in the season. He hasn't, you know, we'll get to our, our fantasy pitch, but he hasn't worked out all, all the chemistry with some of the new players as but well. You, so. um, uh, is Mike Thomas going to be back this week? Um, that I'm not sure. I don't think so, but I I, I had to check that out. Boy, I would have I would have liked that because you would have had uh, Breeze versus Rogers. You'd had Thomas versus Adams, You're and right. you would have had Jones versus Camaro. Like that would have been a good. That would have been kind of fun to yeah. kind of compare. We'll have all to of check those. that out. I, I'm not sure about Thomas. Yeah, um, I haven't heard anything in the news, so. I don't uh, really know what's going on there. But that should be a, a fun game to watch. That definitely a, a, a matchup to watch. Um, but the other game that I'm picking is uh, the Rams at Buffalo. Uh, 
You know I like me some Josh Allen. Man. Buffalo's a two-point favorite. Um, I love the Rams. The Rams are playing well. They are going to the East Coast. I, I, I you got to take that into account. Um, so what that they coming over here where big ball, big boy ball is played? And it's a one o'clock game, so it, it would be like kicking off at nine a.m. for them. So again, it, it'd be a little bit different. I, I think it's I know a I said that on our last episode. But, I think it's a matter of big boy balls played over uh, on the East Coast. I don't know. I think with the jet lag, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been in that position, so we'll we'll just have to see. But. I still like the Rams. Um, hey, neither, but we were talking about college ball there a minute ago, and, and if you notice, you know, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 is kind of irrelevant. It's all Big Ten, right. it's SEC, SEC, it's ACC. Like, that's kind of where I get that, like, that's just a little shot in there. Speak, that big speaking, of game, speaking of games of the week, uh, I, I also had a, a little second game of the week uh, with the SEC starting this week. Uh, just means more. UK at... Auburn, um, Auburn's a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, should be two ranked teams. Should be a good game to watch. Yeah, um, you're talking about. I don't. I don't remember exactly where Auburn's at, but I know Kentucky's at number twenty three. Auburn's number eight. Okay, so you got number twenty three versus number eight. Um, Auburn's a perennial powerhouse. I think it's the only matchup between ranked teams this weekend. That's one of the reasons I picked it and we're in Kentucky, so right. we should watch Kentucky and football. I mean I wanna I wanna see I wanna see what it looks like. I mean Stoops is probably one of the best up and coming coaches in college football right now. I think he's really starting to get a lot of credit for his defensive prowess, I guess, and, and they're coming off of one of the best recruiting classes. I wanna see if they're going to incorporate any of those guys, they're kind of getting to known to be known around the SEC as like the the another power running. They're kind of, I mean, they put Benny Snell in the NFL. They've been at the top as far as rushing right. yards um, uh, in the conference and stuff. So Kentucky's kind of getting and, and touchdown Terry's coming off of uh, another. And and, and Stoop can definitely knows how to develop and bring in. A defensive player. Oh yeah, that's how he's built. You it. He's bringing a, in three star jo- guys. Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen was what was he like a three star? No, I don't think he was three star. I think he was a two star. Yeah, and he he turned into a, a top ten pick. I mean, and he so far last year I haven't seen much of him this year, but last year he was a stud. Last year I think he broke the Jacksonville record for rookies. Um, I know sacks. him and Bosa were tied for a long, a long time. I know Nick Bosa won rookie of the year, but I know Josh Allen was second. Oh, he's a stud. Uh, all right, well, so let's get into our our fantasy picks for the week. We'll uh we'll go over our last week's picks real quick, uh, and then we'll give you uh, our picks for week three. So, last week you picked uh, Haskins and uh, John Brown, I think. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, those were my picks. Uh, I'll kind of own up on Haskins. Yeah, Haskins didn't fare too well. Um, Brown did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, Brown had a pretty good game. I liked it, especially in DFS. You kind of got a a pretty good bang for your buck there, and that's kind of what we're going off of is guys that – or not set it and forget it, guys, and guys that you can kind of save a little bit of money on on DFS. Um, Haskins, uh, you got to look at kind of where we're coming from, too, here. I'm looking at that Arizona game thinking, knowing, basically, that Arizona's going to jump out in front of them. They're going to have to abandon the run. They're going to have to throw the ball, and that's really what you're looking for. Right. 
especially when you're looking for budget players in DFS, you're looking for opportunity. And, I mean, Haskins had opportunity. He just didn't do nothing with it. So, yeah, I mean, I'll own up to the fact that he only had nine, but, you know, okay. that's, that's the way it's going to go sometimes. Uh, John John Brown, he had, uh, I think, 18. So, he got you double digits. He uh, John Brown's he had two good weeks yeah, coming he, into this. He's had two good weeks in a row. I think a dig uh, signing has helped him more than it's oh, helped anybody on that yes, roster. Yes, I mean, maybe except for Josh Allen, but... Um, I actually, I I wouldn't mind having him start again this week. Uh, the Bills but, are playing the Rams. You know, Diggs are going to be shadowed by Ramsey, so that, that could open up things for yeah, John Brown. I, yeah, I don't like anybody going against Ramsey. I don't care what you say about his attitude. He's still one of the best corners in the league. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, all right, so my picks were uh, Jonathan Taylor of the Colts and Nikhil Harry with my wild card. Uh, Harry did really well, uh, better than I expected. He's Shit. finally he's finally starting to uh, become a regular target. Well, like you mentioned Newton. last week, he's kind of one of those bigger guys that Cam Newton had in Carolina and had success with, so... I think it was reasonable to think that. And right, and I could see uh, more production headed towards his way going forward. Yeah, I could too. I mean, he did get his head almost taken off in that game. Right. Then uh, that Seattle safety got helmet to helmet, and I'm I'm not going to sit here and say it was dirty. I'm, when you're moving at that high of speed, it's kind of hard to get it's your head out of the way. Like, but, yeah. But hey, the kid got back up. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm telling he you, I don't know how. Else. <laughs> I wouldn't have got back up. Uh, like. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, my picks, Jonathan Taylor had 19 points. He he looks like he's the running back to have with uh, the Colts with Marlon Mack being out. Yeah, uh, we kind of went back and forth on that. Nehi Himes, he might be the better pick if you're in a PPR and you know the Colts are going to play a team where they're going to have to throw the ball a ton. Uh, that might be a a good pickup for that week if you're um in DFS. Or yeah, I think Hines is a better. If you're player. at a pinch and you need to pick somebody up off the waiver wire, Hines would be a, a good third down type to get your receptions in PPR. Yeah, I think Hines is that that's the only time he's playable is when you when it's a tough match and maybe like when they play Kansas City. Right. I think he's a good play there, yeah. or when they play Baltimore, I think he's a good play there. You know, somewhere that they might be behind. All right. So let's uh, get on to our fantasy picks for uh, week three. Let's do it. Uh, I got Justin Herbert versus Carolina. He he taken over for Tyrod. I think this is his time to shine. Carolina is really weak on defense. Uh, I think he's a, a good pick for this week. Well, we mentioned it in news time that he looks phenomenal against Kansas City. And if he looks anything close to it. I don't know how you go away from him. So, yeah, I got no problems with it. Okay. Uh, who do you got at running back? Um, I'm going with Robinson out of Jacksonville. Okay, James Robinson, they're playing uh, Miami. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that's a winnable matchup for Jacksonville to where they can run the ball and I don't I don't really see them getting too far yeah, out of the uh, lead. They might be behind, but I don't see them getting too far out to abandon the run. Robinson's definitely getting the bulk of the carries there. Yeah, and he's actually looking Jackson pretty good, Bill. too, but he he's still he's well. still cheap in DFS. Right. So I think that, that's going to be my running back pick. 
Okay. Um, do you want to come back with your uh, wide receiver pick for the week? Uh, yeah, like uh, Emmanuel Sanders against Green Bay. I mean, that's my game of the week. I think it's going to be a shootout. I know Ooh, he had kind of a, a bad week last yeah, week. Yeah, but you're talking about a new receiver in Breeze and working out chemistry and and I mean, I, I, trust I think Drew that's Breeze. a lot a lot of what it is. I think. Uh, Sanders is getting the targets. Um, Which I think it hurt him a lot, too. <coughs> Thomas being out, kind of like, that kind of leads you to being the number right. one and taking the shadow over the top and whatnot. So if Thomas is back, I kind of like Emmanuel Sanders better if okay. Thomas is back. All right. But even uh, without it, I still like it because they're still going to have to throw the ball. They're still going to have to keep up. Right. Well, uh, we talked about the 49ers with their uh, roster being ravaged I with injuries. Um my wild card pick for the week is uh, Jarrett McKinnon at New York against the Giants. Um, he's uh, set up to get most of the carries. Um, I don't see no reason why he can't get you double-digit points, uh, 10 to 15 points. He's had 13 he, on either. week one and two when he's had crowded back. Right. So uh, I think he so, gets more than that. Right. Oh, uh, definitely. But, I mean, I'm, I'm setting his, his floor a little uh, – a little bit higher. You want to you you want to do a cold beer bet? We can do a cold beer bet. What's the bet? What do you want? You want what? What do you want? You want fifteen? Fifteen we'll points. He has to score more than fifteen. If he scores more than fifteen, I'll buy you a beer or I'll I'll buy you a six pack. Right. If he scores fifteen or less, I'll buy you a six pack. You buy me a six pack. Deal. Sounds good. All right. So that's that's our picks. Um, Is there anything? I don't know that. Does anything about McKinnon scare you this week? McKinnon, the only thing that really scares me about Jarek McKinnon is his injury history. I mean, the kid's got talent. He played great in, uh, with Minnesota, I, and I love the pick whenever they signed him. Uh, he just... Kind man, of his fear of being the workhorse and getting hurt. Right. Because he's got to be the workhorse this week. Both of them's out. Do you got to... I mean... But you're gonna have to limit him somehow, and you got Jimmy G out, so you know they're gonna want to run the I ball more. You have to. All right, guys, uh, that's the end. Uh, we're gonna raise our glasses up. Uh, we had some sad news. Uh, Gail Sayers dies at the age of seventy-seven. Um, so we want to raise our glass up to him and his family. Uh, road warrior animal. Uh, he dies at the age, at the young age of 60. Uh, both hawk and animal gone. Um, I'm not sure if you, if any of you listeners really watched, uh, wrestling or not back in the day, but, uh, the road warrior. My childhood, I know, like, and, and you can say whatever you want, that it's fake or whatever. These guys put their bodies on the line 300 and some odd days a year, like, for your entertainment solely, so like I respect the hell out of it. And I don't sure. watch much wrestling nowadays, but um, back in the day, the Road Warriors. I mean, there was nothing better than watching the Road Warriors take on the Steiner Brothers or uh, the Rockers. I mean, that was just vintage WWE tag team wrestling. I mean, they were the greatest, and they surely will be missed. Yeah, I mean, as far as as both of those deaths go. You know, basically, rest in peace. Thank you for entertaining us for years and putting your bodies on the line solely. I mean, 
you got paid, but most of it is basically for our entertainment purposes. Like they wouldn't have been doing it without the fans. So, so let's raise our glasses to the these guys, uh, Gale Sayers, and definitely the Road Warriors. Cheers. What a rush! And as always, cheers to our listeners. We're out. Thank you.